everything. It's Monroe. Hi, every Tyra Banks. It's Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I need to come up with some good ones. Okay. You don't come up with any of them. I know. And this. You just say everything. (laughs) Review in progress. Yes. Wow. We did it. We're here. We're back. Um, This week, we will be reviewing the drama of 2020 called Black Bear. And that you can watch on Hulu. 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 Is this the only one that's on? It's only on Hulu, huh? I don't know. You can rent it other places, I guess. I think it's on Hulu mainly um, for free, but it's like an epics film. And I think that's That's what it is. Okay. A TV channel. (laughs) I don't know what epics is. Epics is lame. That's all y'all need to know. Epics is lame. Nobody has it. I never heard of her. (laughs) Okay, so this movie is directed and written by Lawrence Michael Levine and apparently based off of one of his dreams that he had had. Um, I know, isn't that weird? I'm like, sounds like you and your wife have been going through it. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, if he has a wife, I don't know who he is personally. Okay, who is that? Miss Michelle Levine? Lawrence? Miss Girl. Miss Girl Levine. Oh, Miss Mama, Miss Mama Grovey. Yeah. Okay, I like that for her. So yeah, that's the director. He also had written this. Um, yeah, it is interesting that it's based off of one of his dreams. I don't know if it's like what I, what I looked at was it said based off of Michael Levine's dreams. Period. I'm like, so is this like his hopes and dreams in life, or is this like a nightmare he had last night? Right. A fever dream. So I don't know. Um. <laughs> But overall, I thought it was a pretty cool concept. I thought uh, it was very dreamlike, if that makes sense. It's, yes. It seems like it would be a dream, like something that somebody would create because they slept and, I don't know, yeah. fever dreamed it up, right? So that was pretty cool. The movie stars Aubrey Plaza, our queen, Woo! our savior. <laughs> um, I wouldn't go that far, but yes. She's iconic. Her. Yeah. Love so, her. She also produced, too, amongst the plethora of other producers really? on, that, on the show or movie. Yeah, she I did. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool. She's she's a she's a pretty cool person, if you ask me. She's really pretty cool. She's really freaking cool. <laughs> I like her. I like her a lot. I know that we enjoy everything that she does. Um, and some people probably are scared of her. But <clears throat> Aubrey is one of my favorite actors out there, for sure. Yes, she's funny. She's dark. She's she's got wit. Yeah, she's got an interesting point of view mm-hmm. and an interesting like character. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Um. It also stars Sarah Gadon <laughs> and Christopher Abbott. Never heard of either of them, but it was fun watching you don't know them Christopher act. Abbott. He seems familiar, but no, I probably don't know him. I don't know Miss Blonde Girl. What's her no, name? Sarah Gadon. Gadon? Sarah. 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 <laughs> she looks like a Sarah. <laughs> she does. Yeah. <laughs> she really does look like a Sarah. Yeah. Hey, Sarah. In a good way. Yeah, I don't know Christopher Abbott. I mean, he looks familiar. I just don't, I can't pinpoint who or where or what, why, when. He's played why. in some other little nitty gritty thriller spooky shit. Yeah, before. he did a good job though. He was a good character. He, he made a, he made me hate his character easy you know i hated um all of their characters yeah they all at some point Mm -hmm. oh yeah they all were irritating 
So Aubrey Plaza played Allison, Sarah Gadon played Blair, and Christopher Abbott played Gabe. Those are the three main characters throughout the entire movie um, until like towards the end. But for the most part, that's all you really need to care about. And uh, like a quick synopsis of it is that Allison is like this famous TV actor and movie actor who is getting away to, I don't know, the woods, the cabins somewhere. Yeah, like, secluded place to just clear her writer's black. Yeah, because now she's directing and writing a movie and is having trouble. So she, I guess, finds this place where Blair and Gabe are together, but not married, but are having a baby together and their relationship's really complicated and fucking weird. And she's, Allison's just like chilling there with them for the time being. And I don't know if I really understand the whole premise of that. Like why- I do, I get it. They're like opening up this place. They have this big plot of land and they just want to like make it a place for people to Oh, we're taking a trip. Let's go here to this cabin. Mm, like a little, and like, they want to be like a little, little Airbnb type thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like, didn't they verbatim said that they're not trying to be Airbnb? They're like, this they is did not say that, but it's they wanted to meet new people. It's a little weird, but yeah. I get where they're coming from. Okay, it's like a and b for artists and like famous yeah. people. So mm-hmm. it's like a hipster a bareback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a hipster bareback. Um, motel <laughs> gays only yes <laughs> um but yeah so it started off very strange in my opinion i enjoyed um like the initial like actual start of the movie like yes. just the dead silence of it all um and then just allison sitting on a dock out in the middle of the water somewhere and there's all this fog she was wearing this red swimsuit like that color is significant for some reason. Um, I think it wants to like embody lust or something like that just mm. to like foreshadow what's coming because that's the only time we really see a like a very big contrast in color is like the beginning, you know? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And we do end up seeing that same suit, well, not suit, but color later on in the movie. So red is a significant color throughout this, uh, this film uh, in terms of. Uh, tone or theme i should say i like tone i like tone mm-hmm. yeah what is the tone of the movie what would you call the tone of this movie? the tone is very thought-provoking it's very mysterious um, yes it's um it's a mind fucker that's what i believe it is yeah and although this movie isn't under the horror genre i feel like it was pretty creepy in it of itself um although it's technically mm-hmm. a drama uh I am still enjoying the fact that we're reviewing it because yeah. it's it was a creepy overall tone, to be honest yeah. with you. And so, I looked it up deeper into it. They said fully it's um, a comedy drama thriller. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much comedy there was other than Aubrey, but I know. <laughs> I guess you could laugh at the other characters for how stupid they were, but. Mm-hmm. Aubrey always is funny, though. Let's be honest. No matter what she does, it's funny. It's comical in some sort of way just because of her her tone specifically and her way of acting specifically is just, to me, comedic. Yes, all the time. Even if she's playing like this role that's very mellow and somber. and <laughs> Yeah, she's good at... She did really good. Yeah, she's good at 
I don't know, making it her own. So this movie yeah. gave me also a really big tone of infidelity. It, it yeah. gave me those like be cautious of who you bring into your home or right. There's a lot of like more themes to this. There was a lot of misogyny in it mm-hmm. and like gaslighting um, and like power, especially female power. So those were some other common themes throughout. I, for instance, the beginning of the film. So this film is broken up into two parts. And the first part is. It, so the first part is a, f- a film, right? The first part is her actually getting to the to the place as just herself, the director. Right, but it's it's still like a film. It's still supposed to be a film because you know how in the second part it's them shooting actually the film. Shooting. Yeah, and they have separate characters. But I think that's another thing that kind of confused me because, like, the beginning part, the characters were Blair, Allison, and Gabe. And in this, in the second part, it was the same characters but different actors. So I think that kind of threw me mm-hmm. um, a little bit as to you know continuity of it all. Like Allison was really Rachel or whatever at the second part, and it was her yeah. her life that was kind of getting thrown up. And then Gabe was really the director, but also her husband. And I don't know. The second part was a little. Like a little bit confusing to me. I thought it was Same. cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool how they split it up into two different parts and how they made like the first part um the movie from our point of view it was us watching this movie going down. And then in the second part it was us watching them shoot a movie, if that kind of makes yes, sense. Yes, it's the depiction of the first part, but being filmed. I, yeah. It was it was strange. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like one of those things you just have to watch. Um, but throughout the beginning part, the first part, there was a lot of misogyny going on. He Gabe was a very like he would gaslight Blair, who is his partner, I should say. And she and was pregnant too. She was pregnant, but she was kind of crazy, you know, in and of herself because maybe because of the pregnancy or maybe because their relationship was bad and they just weren't right for each other. Mm-hmm. But they, they really made Blair come off kind of like a crazy person. Yeah, and then, no, I was like, sit down, bitch. And then Gabe was just like a, just a, a an asshole, honestly, mm-hmm. um, who was trying to be like a good guy or whatever you want to call it. And then Allison was just there trying to fuck him the entire time, yeah. which they ended up doing. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was very interesting to me. And um, um, it was like creepy. That was creepy. The whole situation was kind of creepy. It was weird to me how Aubrey's character, Allison, came on so strong and how obvious it was during the first yes. part that they wanted to, they clearly wanted to have sex with each other. Mm-hmm. And they did it right in front of Blair. Like, obviously in front of her. She was like watching all this <laughs> yeah, no. happen. I'm like, I'm <laughs> yeah. quit giggling. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, like you guys are making it obvious now that you want to have sex. Um, what? So what's the I, point of that? How I was seeing it was both parts of the movie is uh, see her still like sitting at that dock every time was very significant mm-hmm. in the red bathing suit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because she kept just ending back up in the house writing the parts for her movie. Right. So I think that both parts of the movie were very true. I think that part one, she did to somebody, but part two was really that happened to her, you know? Yeah. Or I, I don't know. <laughs> if that no. makes sense, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that makes sense-ish. So she, Aubrey Allison, sorry, is in the first part writing a a movie and in the second part is I think writing that movie about herself, if that if that at all makes sense. So she yes. wrote it and then like is acting in the movie now as herself. So it's one of those things you got to watch it. There's two parts to it. So there's a lot of kind of confusion, but they did a really good job of filming the, and doing the first part, making that feel like its own thing and then mm-hmm. filming and doing the second part and making that feel like its own thing. So there's a great separation between the two. I think for me, the, the, what I struggle with is just like the connection between the two and how they yes. connect really. Um, okay. So I was going to ask, did you like the direction that the director chose? Um, I will say I did not at first enjoy the two parts. I I enjoy the part one, part two idea. I didn't mm-hmm. necessarily enjoy, okay, the first part's going to be a whole movie. The second part's <laughs> going to be them filming a whole movie that's kind of based off the movie that we just watched. Mm-hmm. So that, I didn't necessarily like how that was done because I'm confused, you know? I'm just confused exactly. as to how they yeah. how they relate because you have characters in the in the first part that are characters in the second part, but then you have actors playing those characters, but those actors and characters are also directors or acting in the in the in the movie, and it's just yes. like that was confusing, <laughs> right? I'm confused. Mm-hmm. So that's all. I mean, I thought it was a cool idea. I just don't know if it was necessarily executed the best way in terms of viewers, like us watching the movie just because I, I'm left to be um, lost. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little lost. I agree with you 100%. I, I like the first part. The second part, I could have done without. I really could have. Yeah, I almost, I almost feel like it could have been done in a different way to continue on from the first part mm-hmm. and maybe get a little bit more creepy and a little bit more scary. But yeah, I think the second part since this isn't necessarily that scary of a movie was maybe more of the comedic part. If they want to call this a comedy, but I did, what I did like about the second part, there was that whole drunk scene that Aubrey did as Allison, as <laughs> Rachel. Oh my God. That was good. <laughs> that was iconic. She did such a good job in that drunk scene. I mean, I know I was she, like, is this bitch really drunk? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, they did it. They did. She did a good job with that. That was really cool. It was interesting. It, there was a a great feeling of just distress and like her character being very distraught over this mm-hmm. fake produced relationship that her husband, who was the director in the second part of the movie was faking to have a relationship or making Allison believe that he was having a relationship with just the character the role, that played like, Blair. That. Yeah. So that was interesting. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the TV show unreal, but that's also on Hulu and that is the whole like behind the scenes production and what happens and what goes on. It's a, it's a fictional TV show, but it, it's very much like the second part of this film where 
they're just giving you the whole behind the scenes of the production of the, the film. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. I like to see stuff like that. And I like to see how characters are getting produced to make a film and how, like what they undergo. That was cool. That was interesting to me. How realistic was that? I don't know. I mean, who knows how realistic, like how real these producers can get to get the scenes right out of the actor. But Mm -hmm. that was interesting to, to watch. Yeah. It was, it was all right. It was a lot of, when it's a lot of build up and, I feel confused. Right. I don't know. I started feeling like, okay, you're losing me. Yeah, because I, really lo- <laughs> I feel like there was a moral of the story, but I still yet to know what that moral is. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like you said, yeah, there's a lot of buildup to what exactly. I don't know. That scene where she got really drunk and just performed the hell out of her line and started beating the bitch up. I thought that was entertaining. Yeah, but like I don't know if that's really the point of the film. I think that's the issue with this. That I'm having trouble seeing the point. Like mm. that's what I wrote at the end of my thing. <laughs> I said I felt confused and what has or quote what was the point question mark of the film? I still want to know. What do you think was the point of the film? Bitch, I don't know. Right. Don't kill your partner if they're cheating on you. That, that's all I'm getting. <laughs> You thought she wanted to kill him? Yes. In the second part, remember when she finally officially walked up and saw her husband shooting? And it played out the same way in part one. Right. It was just fucking with my head. I'm like, huh? Okay. So go ahead. Go beat her ass. Yeah. She doesn't go in, but she sees a black bear. And she follows the black bear. I was like, yeah. So wait, that is that symbolizing you killed them or? Yeah, I don't know. That is a good point. I never got the vibe that she wanted to kill him. I just got the vibe that she was in a lot of distress and um, gaslighting. That she just was, she was convinced that her husband was cheating on her, which he actually ended up mm-hmm. cheating on her. So she was right in the end. I guess I don't get the ending of that because mm-hmm. it kind of ends in the same way how it began, right? With her sitting on the dock. Yeah. Um, and then going to write her... To go write her thing. Yeah. So maybe it ends like a circle story. So it ends where it begins. And mm-hmm. so what I'm starting to think about this now is that maybe she she is the writer, but this mm-hmm. second part is Actually, what she's what writing about. To her. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what it's supposed to be. So the second part is what what happened to her. The first part is her creating the movie for what happened to her. That's actually kind of cool. Maybe that's what happened with... This one, the, I'm, I'm like thinking, I'm like... Ooh. Maybe that's what happened with the director, Lawrence Michael Levine, since it said it's based off of one of his dreams. Maybe that's what he was dreaming about or something. You know what I'm saying? His real life. So, you know, there's part one, part two. Mm-hmm. Part two is what really happened. You know, Allison was acting in her husband's movie. Her husband was the director who was cheating on because, yeah, her with, okay. the, with a different actor. They kept asking in the beginning of the movie, where's your husband? I thought right. you said you were married. Right. And then the first part is just the film that was actually produced. I think that's what it was supposed to be. But they used the characters, the director um, as Gabe, and Blair stayed the same actor. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, and maybe mm-hmm. it was just Aubrey's character, Allison, who was 
writing about this because that's how she saw it. It was her point For of view. For us so to be like saw... kind of thinking that we're getting this now is still too much. I, really? I'm still mad at part two. Okay. Of the movie. I think I'm. I think I'm realizing it because, like, you know how <laughs> her her husband she gave him the nickname of Blackbird. That's how he. That's like what she would call him, mm-hmm. right? And she acted in his movie, but that was part one. If that makes sense, the movie was part one, and she was acting in it with Blair and the actor that was playing Gabe, who in Aubrey's head or Allison's head, just looked like Gabe because it was her writing the movie about him cheating on her. And that's what, what part two was. But in part two, she was supposed to be Blair. Was she? Um, yeah, I guess so. Maybe she switched those characters up too. I think she was supposed to be Blair. You're right. You're right. Cause she was acting crazy and they were supposed to be married. So here we go. Let's write this out for everybody. Part two <laughs> Aubrey's character, Allison, was playing Blair from part one. Gabe, who knows who Gabe's character was in part two, was, but was that, that character was in part one, but was supposed to be Gabe because it's from Allison's point of view in real life. And then Blair was supposed to be Allison. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're following, but that's okay. No, I am. <laughs> I am. I'm yeah. seeing it now. It's like it's still so annoying that, <laughs> that I'm still struggling to build up the whole movie. Yeah, it was confusing. So I think that's the theme for us today is that it was a confusing film. Um, hopefully we tried our best to get what we think it's about out there. It's a circle story. That's that's all I gotta say. It ends <laughs> where it, be- it ends where it began and uh it was supposed to be based off of her real life events. So yeah, I, I will say, I, I think there was times during the movie that were kind of boring mm-hmm. and like dragged out. It was drawn out too much a little bit. It was, it was slow kind of in the middle, like the beginning was cool and then it got slow and then the ending was cool. So that was this kind of movie. It felt a little longer than I think it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of ed- editing, maybe it could have been edited down, edited down a little bit more. The cinematography of it all was kind of cool. I enjoyed it. I don't think there was anything too crazy um, that happened with cinematography. You know, wise there, it was cool how they went from the part one where it was a movie to part two where it was like a movie of a movie. So two different, you know, there was two different types of cinematography happening. So you could see the difference between the two. Like part one seemed a little bit more cool toned where part one seemed a little bit more warmer toned. That's Mm -hmm. just what I felt. And that's what I got off of it. Um, So I think cinematography wise, it was cool. Um, That was done by Robert Litzel. His name is Um, he made (laughs) his name is. Yeah. I'm speaking backwards, Um, (laughs) but he did a good job. Yeah. He made it feel really moody. Um, There was a creepiness and a, a realness to it all. What about the uh, characters? I think that everybody who played in the movie did phenomenal. I thought so too. I got um, sucked in. Yeah, I did too. But like I said, I think there was times where it just got to be a little drawn out. For instance, in part one, I felt uh, Blair and Gabe were very annoying. Their relationship was very clearly not working out. And mm-hmm. 
Blair's character was just a psychopath and Gabe's character was just an idiot and I hated them. So maybe that was, you know, good on the actor's part to make me feel that way about yes. the character. <laughs> I loved it so much because I was like, I believed it. Yeah. Like, Ooh, they hate each other. Yeah, but the character itself, themselves, I just disliked. What do you think about the characters? I loved them. I thought they all fit very well. Even though I didn't like how the movie changed over in like an instant instance. I don't know. I uh, I really felt like everybody did so good. Like the Aubrey's drunk scene. Right. I keep going so back good. to that too. I was like, that was she probably did the best so scene. fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was probably the best scene. Um Aubrey's character throughout the whole movie, I enjoyed. Even at the end when she was the crazy one, I still liked her through and through. I thought she brought comedy to it. I thought she played her, you know, typical awkward natural self. And um, I was living for her role. I was living for that. The other two I could do without, to be honest. That's just really. I love them. I love yeah. their fighting, their nagging, and how much they hated each other. I was like, oh yeah. They did a good job. Keep bickering. But I thought it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, how did you feel about the movie? At the end of the movie, I felt very defeated myself, like kind of uh, a little like depressed. It was like it was a weird sadness about it yeah. all. <laughs> but in all, I felt very exhausted. Period. I just felt exhausted watching this movie. To be honest. Yeah. Um. There was, you know, in the beginning, all the fighting and the the turmoil between the relationship to the confusing second part where there was all this build up. It was an exhausting film to watch, but not in like a bad way. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Again, confusing. How about you? Uh, overall, yes, very confusing. Um, let's just say, a bitch had a nosebleed or two watching this shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, your brain was um, your brain was overworked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah i i just didn't feel like that was the the vibe i i got from like the trailer especially oh yeah the trailer did not do it justice Mm -hmm. the trailer made it look way more thrilling and honestly way more cool but it ended up just kind of being a little boring in my opinion Yeah. Yeah. yeah um in the opinions of our actual real life critics imdb gave the movie what they say what did they had said? <laughs> they had said that they gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes actually gave it the best, which was a 90%. Does that mean it was 90% rotten in a good way or a bad way? Or was it like 90% good? I was, <laughs> I was confused. And then Metacritic, <laughs> Metacritic gave it a 79%. I think, in my opinion, Rotten Tomatoes gave it way too high of a rating. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised by that. Usually they're they're around everything else they're all like all these three critics usually give a similar sort of review but this time rotten Rotten tomatoes gave it a 90 which is the highest out of all of them and i don't have to agree with that yeah i probably we're our own critics (laughs) yeah i probably agree more with imdb um with their 6.5 that's a little bit lower and then metacritic was somewhere in between the two um, in, in my own opinion, if we're talking about booze girl, I give it probably three booze, three and Ooh, a half, yeah. three and a half. I was going to say three and a half booze. Yeah. I, you know, 
although enjoyed the acting and the characters um, or at least Aubrey's and you know I liked I liked that there was two parts to it although I was confused by it um, I just don't I don't again I just was a little bored and confused at the end of it all mm-hmm. um, I still am wondering what the point of it was but I think I get it <laughs> although I think I get it now since we talked through it I still just don't um, understand it so yeah 3.5 for me boo for me (laughs) boo 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 oh i'm scared yeah (laughs) why do you give it that i agree with everything you said it was just so confusing i still i'm trying to wrap my head around all of it i was expecting so much more and got so much less i was like um excuse me Mm. i didn't say tofu salad i said rotisserie chicken meal that's right. what i needed yeah it was like the walmart brand of something yeah no like the aldi brand like the aldi brand of cinnamon toast crunch oh you know aldi's a lot of people out here don't know aldi well yeah you, aldi yeah aldi 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 that's aldi's yeah what did you think okay so let me ask you this what did <laughs> mm-hmm. you think about the music in the film Oh, the music was, it was really good. It was spot on for the scenes that they had. Yeah, I really enjoyed the, it. Since they just lost me uh, during the second part, uh, at that point I gave up, so. Yeah, um, I thought it was really cool, though. And, like, they did a good job. That was done by um, Julio Carmasi, Carmasi um, and Brian Scary. And, yeah, I just think they did a really good job. of Brian Scary, I love it. Right, great name. I want that name. You know, Brian Scary. I'm gonna go. I wanna go change my last name legally to Scary. <laughs> scary comma Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they did a good job of setting the tone with their music. I think they did. They made it feel like they did a good job of making it feel creepy. Yeah. Um. What did you think of like production design? Like the set itself. Yeah, like the set, like. The, the cabin that they were in. And I loved it. The woods that were I in. I thought for the, the whole um, mood of the movie, like the, the yelling at each other, I felt like being in the cabin was perfect. Like, you don't know what's going to happen out here. Yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really cool. They actually filmed it in a place called Long Lake, New York um, during the summer of 2019. And so clearly it's it's woods you're in the in the woods i love the woods actually and i like that there was like a little lake or pond or whatever you want to call it <laughs> on the premises with a, a cute little dock um the the opening scene where she was sitting on that dock and then there was all that fog that was a really cool like set in my opinion because yes. i know that that wasn't probably not, not naturally outdoors but if it was cool for them they did a great job um i thought the cabin itself was really cool it it gave me that vibe of you know just calm calmness but yeah. there was also like a lot of clutter so it kind of felt chaotic which was like kind of the movie the whole point of the movie so i don't know i really i really enjoyed it i love a nice cabin theme um and they did a really tasteful job of that yes yeah what else you got for it what else do you got for it nothing love you aubrey my bitch yeah. So moral of our story and moral of our critique and review is it was confusing, but we love Aubrey Plaza. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's do favorite scene. My favorite scene overall was the fight scene between Blair and what's his name again? Damn it, I keep forgetting. Gabe. Gabe. The first one. I keep one? wanting to call him Ben. Yeah. Yeah. And that part one, one. Yeah, that one was pretty intense. Part one ended with them kind of having a fight. And I, I love it because I've been in situations like that. It's like it, everything just gets awkward. And I was like, ooh, this feels so real. Yeah. He, he like fucked her up though. He threw her ass down and she started bleeding. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm talking about when uh, Aubrey was in the in the house and you could tell that they was flirting because she kept agreeing with everything they was saying. She was like, you know what? You guys stay up. How about that? I'll leave. Yeah. That my part. favorite part, <laughs> my favorite scene was definitely the drunk scene. Yeah. <laughs> she just felt so chaotic and she did a really good job. That was my favorite. I thought it was funny. I actually hated the scene that you liked. I didn't like I that know. whole <laughs> that whole fight scene. I thought it was so stupid. I'm like, oh, this is so dumb. That's just how I felt about it. But nonetheless, they did, they did a good job. So mm-hmm. that was that. Well, I think that's it for uh, Black for Everything. Join us next week where we review um, Texas. Texas. Checks mix. We're going to review checks mix. Yeah, I love <laughs> no. checks mix. Where where we review Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new one on Netflix. So if you're looking to watch, head on over to your nearest Netflix and watch it. Yeah, everybody has it. So if you don't, I'm sorry, but you cannot borrow my password. Could I have and your password? as always, <laughs> make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Review in Progress, 1S on Twitter. Now, uh, please leave us some comments or DMs if you guys have any suggestions for future episodes. And please engage with our post. If you're listening to us on Spotify, please interact with our poll and Q&A section by scrolling zone. And wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave us a review and rating. And rating. And really- Yes, please. It helps us out a very much lot. And, uh, you know, we just really appreciate it. We appreciate you for listening. So let us know what we, what questions you have. (laughs) Yeah. That's all, folks. All right. That's all, folks. Bye, Um, everything. (laughs) Uh, That's the pod for this week. (laughs) (laughs) And And we'll see you on the next one. Bye, everything. Bye. Okay, it's recording. Hombrecio. Hombrecio. Come over here so we can oh, keep oh, going. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Every twinkle toe. Twinkle toe? <laughs> what do I want to say this time? Last time I said Tyra Banks, right? Okay, I yeah. got one this time. Okay, cool. So whenever you're ready. Hi, every testicular is Monroe. Hi, every Ty dollar sign. It's Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Review in Progress. Yes, this week we'll be reviewing the horror film Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, rum, 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 rum. And that's not a car. Yeah, this is the, the new one that's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Nerd, nerd 2021 or 2022 2022 it's Get your this shit together. year it was it was really bad but well <laughs> it was good for 
it was good at being bad. I like that. I might use that, but I don't agree, so. It was all right. But we got, we got you know, our opinions coming up. Let's look at some of the facts. I forgot, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to do facts. All right, so this movie came out. It's a, a horror thriller, obviously. Y'all know Texas Chainsaw. Y'all know Leatherface. Don't fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, this came out this year. Um, on IMDb, it actually got 4.8 out of 10. Ooh. Oh. So it did bad. It did. And 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So it did really <laughs> bad. So I'm it did really bad. <laughs> I'm D-U-N. Done. What did Metacritic give it? Metacritic gave it 33%. Oof. Yikes. Mm-mm. Who is it starring? It is starring. Um, it, nobody really knows these characters, um, but the lady Owen Furur, um, who was Sally from the original Texas Chainsaw, returned mm. for her role, reprising she's, her role. She's the Jamie Jamie Lee wannabe. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had. Um, I, I just can't. I can't. But uh, Sarah Yarkin was, I think she was the main character, and then Elise Fisher, and Sarah played Melody, and Elise played Lila? Lila? Lila. The sisters. Lila. Lila? Yeah. They were the sisters. And then we had some blonde bitch, and then a black guy Mm -hmm. as the main cast. So it was diverse. Yeah. Er, than the other, the previous ones, I want to say. Mark Burnham played Leatherface. He actually does not look as psycho, well, obviously, in his photos as um, Leatherface. And I don't think he's that fucking fat. He's not skinny. (laughs) 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 All right, so some fun facts about the Dis Brada. (laughs) You have any fun facts? I'm kidding. We can cut this out, right? Yeah. Let's talk about production company, director, creator, uh, writer, uh, 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 uh. and then we'll get into some of the other stuff. So okay, who, so the director of this was David Blue Garcia. Cool name. That is a cool name. I wonder if he's related to Corbin Blue <laughs> from <laughs> Jump In and... Because I'm in it to win, win it. it and in it to... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's okay. musical. So now the uh, little, what is it called? What's this, the, the synopsis of this uh, says, influencers looking to breathe new life into Texas, ghost town, encounter Leatherface. <gasps> it's him. <laughs> the legendary killer who wears a mask of human skin. That's literally all they have for us. Um, it came out February 18th uh, on oh, so Netflix. very recently. Yeah, very, very recent. Um, it's produced by Fide Alvarez. Herbert, W. Gaines, Kim Henkel, <laughs> Kankle. Kankle. Ian Henkel, and Pat Cassidy. I think it should be Cassidy Pat. Yeah, brother sister <laughs> duo, it sounds like. I don't know. And cinematography Cinem- was by Ricardo Di- Diaz. Diaz. Okay, so we got all those people down. Don't know any of them, but you know, I think that they did a decent job with the film. It's a Netflix film. Um, who was the production company? Oh, oh, production company. Ooh, ooh. go away. <laughs> Does it say in this? Usually? It just says. She said. <laughs> 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 
put that away, girl. You stupid. <laughs> Company. <laughs> Vortex? Vortex. It's, uh, the production company is Vortex. I never heard of it. Yeah, never heard of it. And um, I guess also Netflix. Okay. So oh, okay. This, is a, this is a film where we don't know a single thing other than one of the previous characters from the previous movie, Sally. Although I don't know if that's the same actor that played them. In it the- actually is, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. My nose has been running for five days. Like... I'm sick. Sick. I'm so soft. And tired. So, what are we going to look up? What were we just about to look up? Oh, just on some facts. Okay, yeah. I'll let you take the reins on this one. Okay, give me something. Thank you. <clears throat> Nothing on IMDb. Okay, so the introduction uh, introduction of the new movie, uh, it says, is very similar to the introduction of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is like obviously the original. So in both films, the narrator tells a um, a story of the events that took place during the summer of nineteen seventy three. Um, in the original, which is loosely based off of like a true story, if you heard of Ed Gein, he's my f- Favorite serial killer. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm literally kidding. Who is your favorite serial killer? My favorite. So many. You know, I watched so many documentaries last night. About serial killers? My nose is running. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Having a brain aneurysm. So, uh, the last stop gas station in the horror movie. This one. Um, has appeared in multiple horror movies. Did you know that? It Over did. the last couple decades. It did look familiar. So it's like from the cabin in the woods. It's from the hills have eyes. I'm like, just all of these creepy, crazy things happen here. I was so. going to say, the, the 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 like setting of this movie did give me Hill of Eyes, Hill Have Eyes vibes. Yeah, it like, did. It did. For a second, I was like, wait, what are we watching again? <laughs> That's all I got. You want to look through Okay. Here? No, something. that should be good. Okay, so what should we ask about this movie? Or what should we say about this movie? Okay, so, yeah. So, the movie starts off kind of with that gang of, of friends. They're, they want to come into this old, like, deep Texan town and be all liberal and change things up. Yep, stirring the pot. Yeah. That's what... That's what... They do. They want to like open a restaurant or something, some hipster restaurant. They basically they're a cult that <laughs> <laughs> is trying to bring some forward thinking to some backwood Texas property. I don't know town. Bad, bad, bad idea. Yeah, and they basically steal this house from this woman that was there, who has like a, an adopted son, which is Leatherface or whatever, and she ends up dying. And that whole, like, first, like, death scene, that kill scene was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. so they were, she, the woman, was on a respirator and, like, gasping for air. <laughs> <laughs> Basically dying. So the sheriffs were taking her out. The main c- blonde character, she was in the car with them. And Leatherface was in there, too. And then the old lady died. But... Which set off Leatherface. Yeah. That, he was not happy about that. And one of the sheriffs or one of the police guys was in the back while the other one was in the front. So, you know, it's a cop car that has, like, 
a chains like in between the front and the back. It's more like a, a, a transfer vehicle, I, I, I think. You yeah, know what I mean? it's like a van. Mm-hmm. It's almost, it's supposed to be like a, what is that called? An ambulance? But it's <laughs> ambulance. A, a by ambulance. But it's a, like a sprinter van or something like that. I don't know. Some, <laughs> some shit like that. You can anyway, rent it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a U-Haul. So. <laughs> so Literally. Yeah. So. Anyway, she dies in the back of the car, and Leatherface is not happy about it, so he snaps the police Mm -hmm. officer's forearm in half, and then the protruding bone then gets stabbed in that police officer's neck at the same time. Yes. And what I have to say is that I liked how quick this went. They they got into the death scene within, like, I don't know, like the first 10 minutes. Yes, literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I did like about this film, how quick, you know, the death started happening. The only thing that I don't get, though, is it's called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. However, the chainsaw didn't come out until the end of the film, in my yeah. opinion. The first, like, few kills, he killed him with, like, a hatchet and, like, a... A mallet and a... A protruding bone. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, where's the, the chainsaw? It's just Texas Massacre at yeah. this point. But, yeah, that first death scene was really cool. I really liked it. And then they crashed um, the car because during that little s- killing where he s- stabbed the guy with his own bone... He took out his gun, the sh- the police officer, and then somehow it fired and then shot through like the neck of the police officer driving, like the sheriff. So he killed two burns with one stone there. <laughs> he so <laughs> did. That was a good analogy. Yeah. That was really good. And then they crashed that Sprinter U-Haul <laughs> into a tractor, or some you mm-hmm. know country shit. So the blonde girl is just like like dying. She's just in in the car with a bump on her head um, while everybody else is back back at the town, living up, partying, because they're liberals and hipsters. Yeah. So their main thing is with the, the whole town thing, they were um, trying to redo this town for their young friends and people. And all of the people who were coming there were investors to help them rebuild this town. But... Um, I loved the characters. Did you like the characters? Yeah. I think the cast did really well. Yeah. They made it they made it current. They did. You were saying that and I definitely agree with it. The the the, the one other main character that we failed to mention earlier was that contractor, like the hillbilly guy. Oh yeah. The hot one. Mm-hmm. I don't know his name. So hot. Yeah. But he was um like in the beginning of the film and they kind of bumped into him at the gas station that they were at earlier and so he he's the one that's helping them rebuild it and like fix it up um yeah his name was uh richter richter his real he name was... is mo dunford though yeah he's Ew. a cool guy mo dunford I was like, huh? that's a really bad name he probably do live in harlow texas he probably does <laughs> in the back back country so now that um any characters you didn't like all of them Really? Well, let's let's start with the blonde, the first one to die. She was pathetic. She didn't do anything. She, I thought she was very, very smart. You thought she was like smart? playing dead and looking to well, see if he was gone so she can escape. She and... tried, but she didn't do a really good job because yeah. they cut away from that scene where they crashed, and then when they went back to that crash site, 
she had like woken up. She saw Leatherface <laughs> slicing the face off of his mom mm-hmm. um, to wear on his head. And then the sheriff that got shot through the neck somehow still was breathing and alive. <laughs> but then Leatherface came around and beat the fuck out of his head. So at this point, the blonde is radioing to nobody because it's a town of literal two, two officers. People. And yeah. the, the two officers are fucking dead. So. Yeah. So there's nobody in the town that she could radio to, and she's <laughs> just like whispering for help. He's probably gonna face. Help me! It's got to get me. So that was I don't know. She tried, but at the end of the day, he came around and just ended up slicing her stomach open, and then she died. It's like mm-hmm. at least put up a fight. I don't know. I just she she just didn't do it for me. I think also just because we didn't get to see much of her character, so I didn't really yeah, yeah. get it. But the the two main girls, like the sisters, the, two sisters. the older one, I'm assuming, with the curly hair, that she was just like irritating throughout the whole film. Oh my god, she was she liked to stir the pot. I could tell. Yeah, like in the beginning, she's like, "We own this house." And then in the middle somewhere, she's like, we don't own this house. <laughs> but it's like, it's like stick to the, like one side or the other girl. Um, she kept going with, I don't know. She wanted to keep going with what like was right, I guess. I don't know. But she just yeah. seemed very wishy-washy and I don't know. Yeah. So I'm like, like, yeah, she's like all about what's right and all about what's good for the world and us. And yeah. I'm like, girl, you're literally st- starting shit with. Your contractor. Yeah. You didn't even know he was your contractor yet. I don't know. Um, I didn't like her throughout the movie, but her acting was... It was good. It was really good. The acting was done well, yeah. Uh, they all did really well. Uh, even the other main character, the the one black guy, I don't remember his name. He... Uh, Dante. Dante. I liked him. He was great. I was sad to see yeah! him. Go. His- <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Yeah! He did say that. I don't know why he that was said. He hopped out the car, got in that town. He said, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> that was really <laughs> fucking good. Anyway, his death was kind of, I, I don't know, sad. He got, like, hacked mm-hmm. with, like, an axe or something. Yeah, like a little um, um, cleaver. Yeah. And, like, slice his fucking jaw off. Yeah. I felt bad for him because he, did, he didn't do nothing wrong. He didn't want no problems. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah, he didn't really. He didn't really do much either. I, I think. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, he was trying to, you know, get this whole restaurant idea started, and I commend him for that. But mm-hmm. he didn't really follow through. Um, That's with, young people trying to do shit out here. Yeah. I mean, obviously he died, so he couldn't follow through. But <laughs> he didn't really follow through with trying to get away. None of them really did. Yeah, the only yeah. The two like, that did I'm were like, the sisters. Fight, yeah. Fight. Nobody was really fighting. fight to live. Um, so as Leatherface is going on his rampage with everything but the chainsaw, we're left to believe, <laughs> like, where the fuck is that chainsaw? And he uses his little axe to start hacking away at the wall and pulls his chainsaw out of the wall. And you made a good point. You were like, why wasn't it in the garage like every other normal person? Great point. Yeah, I was confused by that. That confused me. I was like, why is this chainsaw in the wall, first off? Yeah. I'm like, huh? Okay. Don't get that. But So let me ask you this. Yeah. Overall, would you... 
how would you rate the movie? Would you agree with the IMDb uh, Metacritic? Yeah, and... I would give it a low score. Um, my, I would probably give it like two and a half to three boos on our scale. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't really... I I enjoyed how quick it got into the murders, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. the gore. Um, and I think with that just came a bad sort of storyline. Uh, oh, okay, I feel that. Was it a more current storyline? Sure. And did it make sense for the times? Yeah. And did, was the acting all right? Yeah. But the only time I was actually having fun was when the death was happening, and that's mm-hmm. what I want. But it just was... I don't know, just kind of lackluster. I feel you. Yeah. yeah. It was a little bit all over the place. So um, the older woman who reprised her role as Sally, um, she literally had a chainsaw put through her, put in the air, and rah, 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 and she said, rah, rah, shaking. He, he, he threw her across yeah. the street. She and was split in half and yeah. somehow still alive. And she's still alive. I'm like, and she's talking. I'm like, bitch, yeah, no, you was dead. Yeah. Nobody like seemed to die when they were supposed to die yeah. in this movie, even though it looked like they were dead. They so I, I could agree back. with you then. Like, um, It was a little gimmicky. Like, you should yeah. have been dead by now sort of thing. I just liked it based on the the, the gore. and uh, Because when I watch a horror movie, I'm like... <gasps> And run, and I get just a little scratch on me. Oh, I'm going to have a little fucking scab later. Yeah. No, I don't want that. I want no. cut off your head. Yes. I think and my favorite. Fill the mouth with socks. Yeah, my favorite, like, gore or, like, death scene was the contractor hillbilly guy. He got his leg bent <laughs> backward, snapped backward, Snap. and then got his head beat the fuck in. Yeah. I did like him though. He was a he was a good character. He was good at yeah. A little and, racist, but yeah, <laughs> that's Texas for y'all. <laughs> but everything is bigger, especially racism. Yeah. <laughs> and their flags for some reason. Um, but the, his death scene was great. I I thought it was it was it was kind of sad, you know, because it's like he was starting to become like a good character in the mm-hmm. eyes of the viewers and. He, his death was kind of like, oh shit, now they're really fucked because he was actually trying to help them. Yeah. Um, but it was nice to like watch his break get, leg get broken and snapped back. Because that shit looks so real. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, his leg is broken. <laughs> and then his head just got to be in with an axe or something. Yeah. Which, again, where's the chainsaw? I'm like this. I want a pancake when he's done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so... While they were there, like we said earlier, there was like a bunch of influencers or whatever. They had a whole bus mm-hmm. and there was a scene where Leatherface got on that bus and just started like Okay, that pissed me off, yeah. Chainsawing everybody. But okay, why this is why I off? liked it so that scene and hated it so much because okay, so Ch- Leatherface gets on the bus and he, he <laughs> I'm sorry. He's standing there with his chainsaw and he's like looking at everybody, he's all bloody. And they're like, Try anything and you will get cancelled and everybody pulls out their 